Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. The flesh be talking. <laughs> the flesh be talking. The flesh be talking. And I was like, oh, okay, I ain't going to do it. Yeah. So then I waited and I waited. And then February 7th, I woke up, went out to lunch with a friend of mine. And she had told me, she said, Carrie, how are you telling everybody that they should live a life of freedom and joy? But you over here still complaining about your job. Mm. You have a way out but you ain't doing it, right? Mm -hmm. So got back to the house, typed up that letter of resignation, and I ain't looked back since. up everybody it's your boy armand Lindsay, back again with another episode of big boss talk the podcast listen i got another top tier guest right here if you're looking at the screen if you're a listener you're a viewer whatever the case may be just know this lady right here is top tier and the reason why she's top tier is because obviously what she's doing in the real estate game and just her whole entire journey but she was recommended by somebody so when you recommended by somebody Somebody already thinks that you're just awesome, beloved, and they really think highly of you. And so, shout out to Osei for um, you know recommending yeah. me to, for recommending this guest. And, and Osei was top tier, so I already know this is gonna be top tier. But let me get into the guest. All right, here we go. So I got Dr. Carey, age 35. All right, career job. She's a serial entrepreneur, realtor slash investor, transformational speaker. Um, college degree. She has a doctorate in education, um, transformational uh, transformational leadership. Okay, so years in the profession. She's been a realtor for three years, investor for five, and she's been a speaker for one year. So she's new in some areas, but she's experienced in a lot of different areas, and she's experienced ups and downs in each and every last one of them. And I want to kind of get that information up out of her, what she's learned, what she likes, what she doesn't like. But listen, y'all give it up, and Dr. Carey, say what's up to the podcast. What is up, y'all? It's your girl, Dr. Carrie, and I'm super excited to be here. Armand, thank you so, so much for trusting me to come on your platform. And shout out to my girl, Osei, for recommending me. Everything that you said is so real. Recommending somebody really means something because we don't put our name on everybody. So yeah. I'm happy to be here, and I'm excited to get into this. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. So listen, it wouldn't be Big Boss Talk, the podcast, without our traditional staple, and it's two truths and a lie. Uh, I'm pretty good at catching these lies, Dr. Care. I ain't going to lie. So I'm hoping right. you can kind of catch me on a little stump, but we're going to see. So let me hear those three statements. All right. So let's get into it. So I got three middle names. Um, my favorite color is black, and I ride a motorcycle. Okay, okay, okay. Three middle names. Favorite color is black, and you ride a motorcycle. Mm. Mm -hmm. Dr. Carey, riding a motorcycle does not... I can't put that past you. You, you seem like you're very adventurous. Um, you and your spouse, I, I, I followed the page and looked on Instagram. I was like, man, they look like they do a lot. They travel a lot. So I'm like, riding a motorcycle doesn't surprise me. Um, what I'm stumped on is three middle names. And then uh, the second one was, the favorite color favorite is color. black. Mm -hmm. Favorite color. Now, you got on a black hat, black and white in the shirt. You know, I don't know if that was intentional. Um, I'm going to go with, so listen, I'm going to say that uh, the lie is the three middle names. I feel like, you know, I don't think, I, I just think that would be the lie. But... No. <laughs> nope. Uh -uh. Oh. I ride a motorcycle. I have three middle names and my favorite color is pink. I just wore black today. <laughs> you know what's crazy is, what's crazy is, I looked at the your, your the aesthetics of the Instagram page is definitely uh, pink, and I was like, <laughs> but I saw the black hat, and then I and I was like, man, she, maybe she throwing me off or something. So okay, you got me, you got me. I ain't, you got me. Y'all hear that? You I got, got him. You Let's got go. me. Okay, so listen, 
as far as like the the three middle names, you don't have to give us all the the names, but if you want to, you can. But do they mean something? Like why three middle names? Ooh, so my mom gave. I have two sisters. All mm -hmm. right, and so we all have multiple middle names. Okay. Yeah. So mine is Shane Rose Ella. So it's Carrie Shane Rose Ella. Okay. Yeah. Got it. That's and my that. sisters have several middle names. I mean, it's crazy. So my dad's nickname is Shane. So okay. that's where that comes from. I had a great grandmother um, named Rose um, and Ella. So those that's where they come from. So uh -oh, my okay. mom was like, I'm going to throw all these names in here. I, she thought <laughs> I was going to be the last one. And then I got a younger sister. So. Yeah, you know how moms do. They're going to put it all in there. They're going to make sure it's all in the pot. So uh, that's what's up. Shout out to moms for creating a, a wonderful name. It's unique. Uh, and then talk to me about motorcycle, riding a motorcycle. Okay, listen, when, when did you learn how to ride the motorcycle? Um, and do you ride currently, like, to this day? Like, do you got a bike or what is that? Absolutely. So I got my license in... 2011 and okay. got my first motorcycle and I still have a motorcycle to this day. It's parked in the garage. I don't ride it all the time. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I still got it. I still know how to get on it. And yeah, that's it. And you're not popping, <laughs> you're not popping wheelies out there, are you? No, no, I ain't doing none of that. I ain't doing none of that. Listen, no. I, I didn't know. I didn't know if you was a rough rider <laughs> popping the wheelies out there. You know, you gotta be careful, man. But, uh, Thank you for that. I appreciate you playing two truths and a lie. Uh, two truths and a lie with us. I got four quick questions. All right, this is just kind of the questions to get to know you, get a little bit of understanding. Um, my first question is, how did you get into hats? I see that you wear a lot of hats. You got a plethora of just variety. Um, how did what what got you in the hats? So I um. I always watch this other people and I'm like, dang, I really want to start wearing like fedoras, yeah. right? And um, so I got styled for one of my events and my stylist was like, hey, go to Target, get you this fedora and just rock it. And then ever since then, I looked at myself like, oh, I could rock a hat. Yeah. And then I just started just getting multiple. I got brown hats, black hats, green hats, <laughs> yellow, pink. I mean, a, literally a plethora of hats. And it's just my, that's just who I am. And I just added to different outfits. So yeah, it's man. like my little, my little stamp. Like if you know Dr. Carrie's coming, you know she's going to be wearing a hat. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's how I kind of looked at it. I was like, maybe that's like one of her stamps. Like, you know, everybody has that certain thing about them. Like whatever the case may be, whether they're an accessories type person, whether they're glasses, whether they're shoes, you know, whether like shirts you know just different things and i saw the hat and i was like i gotta ask her about this hat because i see she wears them all and like if that's your staple then i already know like i need to be making sure if dr carrie's on board she's gonna have that fedora on absolutely got it so now what uh let me i was gonna ask this question so like what was the last book that you read and why oh okay so the last book that i just finished was called identity switch by mm. april mason and i call her mama mason a lot of people say auntie april mason but um it was forwarded by rick ross okay. so she is she used to have like a dating academy or whatnot and well, actually i think she still has a dating academy it's just all on the app gotcha. but she helps women truly learn how to sit in their femininity mm -hmm. so they can be the woman that they were really called to be. So whether that's with friendships, with money, with um, their style, their self-care, with their man, and being able to be the woman they need to be first mm -hmm. before they find the man that they are called to be with yeah. so they can be ready and lift them up at the same time so that's yeah. awesome that's awesome so i always ask because i'm always looking for different books obviously you know i'm not a female so i don't know if that one would be for me but <laughs> i love that you know it's just awesome to see people like reading different books and just because i know i was taught pretty early is like you know you can't pour into others unless you pour into yourself and so you kind of have to you know wherever you're getting that information from whether it's your you know your source whether it's the creator um you know god you know i know a lot of people whatever you believe in but um you just got to be pouring into yourself to be able to pour into others and so i think that's super important um what are your rules for traveling like what like if people travel with you like this is the rule like because it's, it's different rules when people travel so i know people that's like we got to have a nap Okay. No matter what, uh, I know there's people that got we got to go, go, go. We squeezing everything we can in this trip. Uh -huh. uh, there's no budget um, that like we're going to eat. 
you know, food, <laughs> it doesn't matter. So, like, what's your rules and, like, um, that you kind of live by when you travel? Man, okay, so one, I love to travel. I've been all over the world. Uh, my one rule, if I'm going to travel with somebody, <laughs> do not come without money. Like, do not come on this trip talking about I ain't got no money because we're going to go zip line. We're going to go have a have some drinks. Yeah. We're probably going to stay at a resort. We're going to go get massages. Like, don't come on this trip talking about I ain't got no money because I'm the wrong person to travel with. We're going to spend some money on vacation, okay? Got I it. work hard for my money. Um, if I'm traveling, oh, we're going to have a good time. So we're going to do a lot of different things. We're going to relax. We're going to hang out at the beach. But broke folks, I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> You can't come with me on a trip. If you're on a budget, you can't come with me. Like, nah, well, you got to have some money when you come with me. Hey, so, listen, that's my one rule. Y'all hear it now. Y'all got to make sure your pockets is ready. If you're going to travel with Dr. Kerry, make sure your pockets is ready. I, li I like it. I like it. I, I don't really know Please. what... I don't know what my rule is. rule is right now. I know me and my wife's rule is... Well, her rule is she got to have, like, some type of nap. Like, she's not a, like, go, go, go. Like, we can go, but... And at some point, we got to take a nap to rejuvenate for later that evening, that night, whatever the case may be. And I'm kind of <laughs> adopting that rule because I understand how necessary a nap can be, uh, especially when you're traveling with a group of people. So that is awesome. Um, Absolutely. And then my last question is just what's one thing people don't know about you? You know, maybe something, a hobby that you have, something that you do that people just don't know. I think, okay, so a lot of people assume this about me they assume that i'm really busy mm. and i always like to tell people that i'm not busy i'm productively living my best life and i say that because i don't work even though i have a lot of things that i'm doing yeah. i ain't working no 40 hours a week <laughs> i might not even work no 35 hours a week uh sometimes i'm literally sitting downstairs <laughs> watching netflix like right before this podcast before I got together, I was watching TV. I was watching got to. And I was done with my day. But I had clients to meet with today. Mm -hmm. I had a listing to get done. But I don't try to overwhelm myself. The reason mm -hmm. why I walked away from my full-time job last year mm -hmm. was so I could have time. I could have freedom. I could have peace. And working all them hours, it was stressful for me. So I balance a lot. I'm really good at delegating things to my assistant yep. uh, so that I don't have to literally kill myself to try to get this life that I'm, I'm working towards. So a lot of people are like, oh, I know you're busy. They'll text, I know you're busy. Or, hey, you're... oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'll get to well, you when you I need? can. <laughs> <laughs> what do you need? Because I'm really not that busy. Yeah. But a lot of people see my stories or yeah. they'll see stuff on social media and they'll equivalent that with busyness. But I'm able to do a lot of different things that a lot of people can't do because mm. they don't know how to balance. They don't know how to get into a good flow. So that's something I would say I wish people would stop telling me, like, I know you're busy. I'm really not. Yeah. Um, I'm just productively living my best life. I love it. Productively living my best life. I mean, now we're about to go into the real conversation. But you hit on something that I, um, I honestly... Uh, didn't know. I don't know if I just missed it or whatever the case may be. But you said you left your full time job last year. Um, a, a, a lot of people, like even myself, like at some point, I know I'm I'm going to let go of a full time job and go into this career or go into this, you know, podcasting. And I also have a few things on the side that I'm going to go full into eventually. But at some point, like right now, when I think about it, I'm like, I'm scared. You know what I mean? And I know, like, I hear it, I hear it all the time. Like, don't be scared. Like, you know, but I think That's you, easy to say. Right. It's easy to say, but it's like, you got to be smart about it. At the same time, you also got to understand, like, you got one life to live. And it's like, you got to either it's now or never. So how did you prepare yourself for that transition? And what was your emotion like when you actually finally sent in that resignation uh, resignation letter? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good question. So I had, oh man, I was always that friend that didn't have a side hustle. All my friends were either doing hair, singing, mm. um, had hair companies, X, Y, and Z, right? And I was always that friend that just focused on either teaching or being an assistant principal. That's all I did. Gotcha. And then I was like, I need a side hustle because it was a lot of stuff going on at that nine to five, a lot of stress, um, a lot of politics, and mm -hmm. they didn't treat me the way I need to be treated, right? Mm -hmm. I was undervalued, um, not appreciated. And so I started working on my exit plan. 
back in 2017 when I started flipping houses, right? Then I got into real estate because I had a realtor that gave us some bad advice. We went to a a lot of debt because of that. I said, never again. I'm never going to put my money or my future in the hands of somebody else. So I got my real estate license in between getting my PhD and it's been all uphill from there. And so I worked real estate, did that, saved up money, paid off my car and a couple other things. And then I said, December 31st of 2020, I'm going to walk away from my job. But the flesh, the flesh be talking. (laughs) (laughs) The flesh be talking. The flesh be talking. And I was like, oh, okay, I ain't going to do it. So then I waited and I waited. And then February 7th, I woke up. Went out to lunch with a friend of mine, and she had told me, she said, Carrie, how are you telling everybody that they should live a life of freedom and joy, but you over here still complaining about your job? Mm. You have a way out, but you ain't doing it, right? Mm. So got back to the house, typed up that letter of resignation, and I ain't looked back since. So That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know if I really prepared, um, because that was just literally just waking up, yeah. but... I had it wrote down that I was going to leave in December and I, to this day, God has continued to bless me with, with real estate, with investing, with speaking that I'm good. I'm good. Man, that is awesome. Like, I I mean, it's wonderful to hear. I'm telling you the, like you said, the flesh be talking and it's just like, I know like it's certain things, but you know, obviously to the viewers and listeners, like, you know, if this is the type, if, if that's what you aspire for, that's what you want, at some point you will have to say, all right, this is it. You know what I mean? And you have to kind of bet on yourself every time. And there's nothing wrong with betting on yourself. I think you should bet on yourself any and every day. Um, just like you said, I would never put my money or my situation in the hands of somebody else. So you bet it on yourself never and became, did. you know, got your real estate license and said, I'm going to put this in my own hands and, you know, conjure my own outcome. So that's awesome to hear. Um, but before we go any further, I had to ask about that. But before we go any further, what did young Dr. Carey want to be? Like, what was what was your dreams and aspirations? Did you grow up? Did you know, like, this is what I wanted to do? Like, real estate? Well, I don't, you know, you said you never had a side hustle, so I don't know if this real estate was really what you wanted to do. But what did you want to be growing up? Yeah, so when I was growing up, I knew I wanted to be a teacher and a coach. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew that. Um, and that's. That's where I went. That's that's what I did. I also thought I was going to go to the WNBA and play basketball because <laughs> I did that. Um, like, I played college basketball, but okay. uh, I ended up doing that. But then it was just something different. I was like, it has to be something different for me. And that's when real estate came and completely changed my life. So, But I did always want to be a teacher and a coach, and I did become that. And it so. came. So that, that's <laughs> awesome. So then we go from uh, we wanted to be, you know, obviously teacher, uh, coach at some point we did you know worked our way up it's, it looks a little different but it, we are where we thought we would be your journey as going into college you know you told me you played college basketball um how good were you nice i, I feel like i was pretty good i mean i played college basketball i played a little semi-pro as well um so oh, you, i mean you was balling. definitely above average you was, ball, you was balling above average. okay okay so <laughs> How did you choose your uh, college of choice? Because, uh, you know, we have a lot of um, viewers that are in college, going to college. Um, and I always like to ask people, you know, how did you find your school or your best fit, um, you know, for those four years? Because, you know, believe it or not, those are some of the best years of your life. You learn so much. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily the schooling part, but just the network, the relationships and the friends you kind of build in that stage of your life is is pivotal to your, your I think, sometimes to your growth. Um, so how did you pick, you know, what school did you actually go to? And then how did you pick, um, and what was your experience like? Yeah. So I feel like my experience was a little different. Mm. Like I was so focused on like playing basketball. Right. And my coach didn't help at all. So my mom actually helped me out a lot, try to find different schools. I actually wanted to go to PV. When I went there, my cousin was like, Hey, you want to come on a college tour uh, or college uh, visit? And I was like, yeah, let's go. Uh, And I went there and I was like, forget basketball. I just want to go to PV. (laughs) I want to go because I want to be around my people. I had, I grew up in a small white town. So I wasn't used to seeing all of us, but 
little, you know, that didn't happen. I ended up going to Kerrville, which was this small little school, and um, playing basketball there, then transferring to Concordia here in Austin, Texas okay. in 2007, and played, you know, for the last, I had to do three years because I tore my ACL and got a medical red shirt, but college was different for me. I don't feel like I made a lot of connections in college. Mm. A lot of the connections that I have now have been because I've been an adult and I've been networking and meeting different people. So yeah. my experience in college was still great. I enjoyed playing basketball. I enjoyed the people I was around at that time, but I didn't really make any lifelong connections from college. So mm. I have, my experience is just a little different. So how does that, you know, because a lot of people I do talk to, they talk about the relationships and friendships that they made through college. And those are some of those same relationships that they may call upon. They might have not have been the best friends or whatsoever, but, you know, later down the line, maybe they ran into somebody and like, hey, you know, they went into business together. They did this together. And that was just college. You know, you had that common connection with we went to the same school. We had the same pain, the same issues. But you, you said like, you know, you probably didn't make those connections in college, but later in your adult life. And I think now a lot of people have have hard times making more connections in their adult life than uh -huh. they did in college. So, like, what was the, you know, with networking, how did you become so, you know, how did you become good at networking? Was it a challenge or did you just always have that outgoing personality? I feel like I've always had an outgoing personality, but what changed for me is is me. I, I have been on this journey of, of self-improvement, of self-growth, and becoming the person that God created me to be. Yeah. And so through doing that work, it was a lot of healing. It was a lot of transformation. And that's what made me into the Dr. Carrier that everybody knows now. So who I was before, I was this young woman that was hurt. Um, and just not the person that I needed to be. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what really hindered a lot of my relationships. But now that I'm a different person, I'm better now. Mm -hmm. uh, I can go into a room. I can talk to people. I can walk up. Hey, I'm Dr. Carey, you know, and just have a whole conversation because I'm a better person and I see people differently too. That yeah. was another thing. Um, I used to be really judgmental and now I'm like, I love everybody. No matter who you are, mm -hmm. whatever you got going on, I want to help. I want to serve. And I want to build real relationships, so yeah. I had to change first. That's awesome. Making making changes like that is is like an ongoing thing. You know, like it doesn't change overnight, right? You know, when you when you are a certain way for such a long time, and then you have that realization, like, oh, I got to make some changes. You know, I got to self improve. Like even myself, like I've been on it. Like people just think like they look at you from the outside and they feel like, oh, they got it all together, put together, but. It's, it, it wasn't, you, you don't, you probably don't even know the half of the journey that you had to go through to, you know, work on those changes, to work on the changing people's views of you. The hardest thing to do is change somebody's view of you, especially if they knew you before your change. You, you see what I'm saying? Oh, I hear you. You know, so, you. so it's like, how do you, you know, how did you work on, because there's people that go through this same situation. I was talking to Osei and she was like, I did a complete 180 and she was like <laughs> it's hard to go back home and be who i am now because people only remember the osay in high school or the osay in middle school so for you how did you change you know I, I or guess what was your mindset on like how do i change people's perception of me or did, you didn't even worry about other people it was just i know i'm doing the work is that yeah no no, no i love that uh i'm i'm that type of person that I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what you think about me. I don't care what you say about me. I'm going to be me. And this is my life. Yeah. This is the life that God gave me. This is a journey that he put me on. And it's not up to you. Like you can judge me all you want. You can remember me from the person I was in middle school or high school or college. Mm -hmm. That's on you. But if you want to get to know the new Dr. Carey or the new just Carey in general, yep. I welcome that. And I welcome you to, to do that. But if not, you can kick rocks. And I'm not saying that to, to be boastful or anything, but literally you can kick rocks because I'm a different person. I know that. And mm -hmm. if you want to get to know the new me, come on, let's do it. Let's build, let's grow. Yeah. But if not, like if you're still harboring whatever feelings you had, I can't do anything for you. All I can do is I can say, I'm sorry. And I did that too. Yeah. Um, years ago, I apologized to people that I might've hurt or rubbed the wrong way. Wow. Um, that was part of my healing journey. Yeah. And it's up to them to receive. You just got to do your part. But I'm definitely one of those people. I don't care about what people say about me. 
I love you regardless because God loves me. And that's just how I live my life. So that's beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think that's should be, you know, the mantra for a lot, a, a lot of people, you know, just kind of live your life how you, you know, you feel is necessary as long as you're on the journey to, you know, self-improve like it's. Is ongoing, you know. Sometimes you may have a few relapses, you know. It's just you gotta keep moving, keep going forward, and just understand that you're working towards a bigger purpose and uh, a higher power. Um, and I think that's one of the most important things that you gotta kind of remember, right? Because we all have bad days, we all have good days. Um, it's just kind of compile those good days and remembering, like, okay, this is what I did on this good day. I need to yep. continue to do that, build that routine. So that's awesome to hear you say. Um, and and I think. A lot of people become set free based off of, you know, stop worrying about how people look at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and if they don't want to look at you as the new you, then that's on them. You know what I mean? You got to kind of really let that energy go. You, you can't bring that energy back into your life. And you kind of just got to do where the chips fall and, and be on your way. So what are... And some, I, I just oh, want to add something yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I gave myself a clean slate, when I forgave myself for everything, when I became a different person... I'm giving other people to do the same for themselves, right? Yeah. Um, and then even with me. And so I think a lot of people live their lives focused on social media and the perception that people have of them. And they they can't move forward because of that. So whoever is out there, if you're listening, do whatever work you need to do on yourself so that you don't have to worry about what your mom thinks or what your friends think or what your haters are thinking. You got to focus on you and live your best life and and do what you were really called to do. Because if not, it's going to be a constant distraction and it's going to constantly hold you back. Yeah, constant battle. I appreciate that. Good, good. You know the words of wisdom. I, I really do appreciate that. So um, we're gonna keep the, push the conversation forward, right? So we know um, you're in the real estate. All right. So what's some of the biggest misconceptions um, about being a realtor? or getting into real estate in general? Like, what's some things that people say, and you're like, that's not true, like, you know, or, you know, people are scared. Like, people love to say, like, I want to get into real estate, I want to get into real estate, but we we are scared, you know, like you say, the yeah. flesh be talking. So it's like, what are some of those <laughs> misconceptions? I'm going to use that every time, I'm like, flesh be talking. <laughs> talking, man. Oh, man, I would definitely say a couple things would be, all you need is a high school diploma to be a realtor. Mm. That's one. You don't need to go to college and get any degrees to be a realtor um, or to be an investor. You don't need that either. Um, I would also say that you got to work hard. You ain't just going to come in here and just think you got to get a million listings yeah. and sell million dollar homes and all of that. Like TV, Netflix, and all these series now. Sell like, sunset. <laughs> Hey, I wish Tell I could something. listen. I wish I could sell a hundred and twenty million dollar house, three percent commission. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. But it's not realistic. Um, real estate is really about building relationships. It. It's about getting you a solid database of people, marketing yourself, and getting out there. And I'm talking about getting out there, getting on the phone. Some people do door knocking and cold calling and stuff. I don't do all of that. Yeah. I built a really good. Uh, business just off of my relationships and my connecting with uh, networking. But y'all, it's hard work. Yeah. It is hard work. You're going to go sometimes, maybe a month or two without a commission check. That just happens. But when that, when it hit, it hit. It hit okay? hey. <laughs> there is money to be made. I'm telling you right now, it is good money and you can build a lot of wealth in real estate, whether you're a realtor or an investor or like me, both. So yeah, just the high school diploma to get started and just work. Yeah. Let everybody know this is what I'm doing now. Send me your people and build solid, lifelong relationships. If I'm not getting invited to a baby shower, I'm not getting invited to a wedding, mm. I didn't do my job. I didn't yeah. do my job. That's so a good way to look at it. Look like at that's it. a huge, a, a good measuring stick because obviously when you make make these connections, like everybody wants to bring their, you know, realtor, like you know, their friends, people that they meet in passing, like you know what I'm saying, like to those invitations. Yeah. And so uh, that's a good measuring stick because that is now, you know, it, like everyone's network is huge. You know what I mean? Like every person you meet, they know a set of five hundred to maybe a thousand people that you don't know. Yeah. And just because you gave them that card, that that phone number, they could be like, "Hey, this is my friend. They do this." You know, and the power of networking is crazy. 
when you really think about it like i, I some, i'm surprised sometimes by like just the network like this whole entire show is based off networking it started obviously with my inner circle but then it branched out into so many different areas and states and i, I look at real estate as the same um and i think you hit on a good point where people have to understand once you get into this game you have to put in the work like if it yeah. nothing is as easy as it looks nope. you know anything worth having like that statement is totally true anything worth having it comes with a lot it comes with a lot with it and i think when you're in your position or when you say i'm going full time it bring yeah. you you have to look at yourself in the mirror and be like am i willing to get up every day and put my put my grind hat on like you got to you know you got to put these hats on every day every every day y'all y'all see this floor <laughs> every day i got to get up and i got to do something like whether it's a phone call whether yeah. it's getting on my computer whether it's going to an event i have to do some sort of income producing activity mm -hmm. right i have to cuz if not who going to pay these bills like yes, I got a loving husband. He ain't paying all these bills. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 knows. Uh, I need your help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go without money, so I gotta work. And when I took that leap of faith, I knew that. Yeah. I was like, but I believed enough in myself. Yeah. So if you believe enough in yourself, take that leap of faith and go for it. But do the work. Yep, that that's do good pressure. It's, it it can be it's pressure, but it's sometimes you gotta depend on who you are. You make it good pressure you know where it forms yeah. a diamond sometimes bad pressure where it may bust a pipe and i'm in sales yeah. so every day is like you got to do something can yeah. like you said conducive to making sure your business is constantly growing make sure the funnel is fulfilled and looking right so yeah. um I, I i understand every day your grind a little bit i know it's a little different as far as uh, on the home front so um what are some tips to help people prepare to be homeowners um, I think you, what's funny is you, you live in Austin. So we lived in Austin for a year, almost two years. Um, and I lived in Georgetown. Oh, you was in and out. Listen, I lived in, I lived in Georgetown. Now I'm in, in Houston and uh -huh. me and my wife go back and forth every day. I say, I miss Austin because I, it's different. Like I can't even explain it, but it's different. And I know it's not a lot of us sometimes out there. But it's different. Like the things you can do, the environment. You know, you don't always have to feel like you gotta dress up all the time to be on your best. You know, you can go. Not and, at all. Everybody out there with dogs running around, food trucks. Rainy Street is crazy. I mean, Being at the lake. Like it's just, it's, it's just. It's crazy. A nice place to live. I so, love it. And, and and I brought that up just because I know Austin real estate is booming. Like to get in Austin, man, them tickets, the prices on them homes are going crazy so don't come to austin if you ain't got no money like if you come and trap with me if you ain't got no money don't don't come to austin either <laughs> if you ain't got no money hey them people come because you ain't gonna find out where to live them boys coming from out west and they saying listen we're gonna put down this five hundred thousand you know we're going 200 300 above asking price to get yep. into these areas in austin so what are some tips and, and this doesn't have to be within austin but it's a lot of people that i want to help as far as like what are some tips to help people prepare to get a home because we just started getting into this kind of grind of getting ourselves a home. And when I tell you it's overwhelming when you've never done it before and they ask you for everything but your blood type, <laughs> I, I, what, I mean, what are some tips? That, how, what, what do you tell people? How can we help some people? Yeah, definitely. Um, so the main things that I always like to educate people on is credit score. Okay. Credit, credit, credit is is just major. So if you can at least be at like a 620 or higher, mm -hmm. um, especially if you're a first time homeowner, you can qualify for down payment assistance, mm -hmm. which means like either they'll pay all of your down payment or a portion of it. Yep. All right. So that's less money you have to come to the table with. Another thing is just making sure that you have a trusted agent. There's a lot of agents out here. I mean, so many people are trying to get their license. You need to interview people. Yeah. Interview as many agents as you can and make sure you can um, build a real relationship with them, right? Yep. And get to know them. Not someone that's just chasing a commission check because there's a lot of people out here that are doing that and are not really for you. Mm -hmm. um, another thing I would definitely say is debt to income ratio is big. It needs to be at least 45% or lower. Yep. And basically what that means is your debt. How much do you owe to for credit card, your car loans, um, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. to how much you're making. If you are making less than your debt, 
you're not going to get qualified, all right, until you pay off some of that debt. So you need to make sure that your car payments, pay those off or get them as low as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have any other credit cards, try to pay those off because people look at that. And that's how you increase your buying power. The less debt you have, the more home you can get. The better credit score you have, the better programs that you're going to be able to qualify for. So those are definitely some of my tips. Interview realtors, credit score, and debt to income ratio. That's that's awesome. So if we're interviewing like the realtors, right? What what are some questions that? How do we know that we got a good realtor? Like, is it just based yeah. off a vibe or like? I mean, obviously it's a it's a vibe. It's a you know you got to understand that you can trust. But like, what are is there certain questions you might ask or to yeah. vet somebody out? Absolutely. So um, say you're interviewing somebody for the Austin market, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to ask them, like, are you buyer heavy or are you listing heavy? Because if you're a buyer and you're interviewing a listing agent, they're more likely to know more about listing than to help your buyers out. So they might not be up to date on all the different programs. So that's a really big question. Mm -hmm. You also want to ask them, you know, what's your concierge service? So like our, our brokerage pays for um, our staging consultations and pictures and other stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So there's just different questions that you can ask people okay. to really get to know them. How many deals have you done this year? Um, what areas do you really work with or you have knowledge in? Uh, I mean, it's just it's, it's so just many. so many. I appreciate it's it. So we, I just ask. needed a, a couple to give people an idea of like you know what what you can yeah. go into the ask. I know it's so many questions you can really ask because the market. Home buying looks different for, different for everyone um, because everyone's situation is different. You know, I, I learned that, you know, in the first couple of meetings that we've had um, with our realtor, just understanding like, hey, you know, this may look good for you. This may not. Um, you've got this. You don't have this. Right. So it's just yep. certain things that, you know, fits. But I think it comes down to my next question is I, I've obviously been on the page, kind of looked around. I know you offer um, a, a course, right, or, or some type of ebook that you have you know why you know because i know a lot of people are going to probably want to be like if they're interested they might go in and check it out but it's just why your course and, and you know what can they learn you know by going to that link tree on your page and yeah. getting that course yeah, so on my link tree on either Facebook or Instagram, I have um, access to my YouTube page, access to my podcast, which the More Than the Bag podcast. Um, I also have Airbnb and um, Flipping Houses replays available. I have an Airbnb ebook, and this is just information that can get you into the Airbnb business mm -hmm. if you're interested in doing that, or teaching you how to do how to flip a house from start to finish. Um, that's all in there, and I have all those in my link tree. So, yeah, if yeah. you need help with that. I also have a 30-day vision workbook. Okay. So if you are a young woman um, or just a woman in general and you need help with self-care and getting a routine together, I have a workbook that's on Amazon as well that click the link in my bio, and you can go to that. So, yeah. That's awesome, awesome. So then what is the, you know, what is your kind of process when you go into like if you're going into a situation where you're trying to flip a home? What is the you know how do you how does someone a couple of things and it doesn't have to be everything but just how can people get into flipping homes um, and understanding what to look out for in that space as well too? you trying to hit me with some stuff y'all because uh, it's a lot but I'm gonna give you a couple tips okay definitely um, get you either a realtor or a wholesaler that will help you find properties mm -hmm. um, that's number one understand what ARV is after rental value before you put any down payment down because you need to know how much you're gonna uh, spend on the house how much on rehab and then how much you can sell it for because you got to make sure you make a profit interview contractors just like you interview an agent, interview a contractor. Mm. I've been burned by some contractors. Wow. And you can't just watch HDTV and think you're going to know what you're doing. Okay. Can I just throw that out there? Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't sit in front of TV and think that you're going to watch HDTV, HGTV, sorry, and think that you're just about to be killing the, the flipping game. Okay. Right. Interview contractors. Make sure they can meet you at the house before you even, you know, want to want to buy it just so they can go through and give you a real rehab estimate um and then there's a lot of other things that go along with that but 
that's definitely will will help you out for sure. Appreciate it. Those are solid tips. So obviously, guys, listen, if you're into real estate, you're into Airbnb, you're into flipping homes, you want to get into this, like this industry, like, you know, there's resources out there, right? I, you know, we talked about Absolutely. it. You know, you gotta pay to play sometimes. If you want the information, you gotta dive into, you know, real um, credible resources that have done the work and got the results. Um, and just really tap in with um, Dr. Carey. Uh, and I'm more than sure that she's going to lead you into the right direction. So going Absolutely. into your, you know, transformational speaker, right? I know uh, we're coming to the tail end of the conversation. I, I wanted to hit on this for sure. Transformational speaker. What, can you explain to me what does that mean to you? Yeah, absolutely. So everybody calls themselves a motivational speaker, right? Mm -hmm. But a transformational speaker is someone that can come into the room or get on the stage or whatnot and get you to start moving right? Mm -hmm. To get you to start thinking differently, to get you to, to truly have some sort of transformation within your heart so that when you walk out the door, you got your notes, you got everything, and you know what you need to do in order to become the, the best person that you're supposed to be. So motivation is, I'm going to get you pumped up, right? Right. But transformation is, I'm going to get you to change. Mm. Yes, so, that's, yeah. I love it. I love it. So what, you know, what, what made you get into that like was it a calling for you was it something that you always wanted to do you know how to because you know i for some people you know they just they really have it on their heart to you know they feel like you know i'm a motivational speaker or i'm a transformational speaker and i feel like i can step into these rooms was that this was there a situation or was that just a feeling that you had like i know i can do this yeah um definitely it's not something that i ever thought i was gonna do mm. or really even get into but sometimes god will put you in positions <laughs> and show you that this is a gift and you need to move forward with it so like i felt like i just a few years ago like i should be a speaker like i was doing videos and people were like really really getting inspired by the stuff that i was saying i got invited to be a keynote speaker for the very first time okay. in november of last year and as i was going through there was no nerves or anything right yeah. and it was flowing and then by the end of it and i'll just say this because i really don't even know how this happened but literally i ushered in the holy spirit like women were worshiping and praying and crying and it was eye-opening for me like i didn't realize everything i was doing i walked out the room just so once i was done just to catch my breath and then i came back in and then at the end i had a line of women a line of women coming up like thank you so much for sharing your story um can i take a picture with you and that was like the birth of this transformational speaking um gift and now i speak to teens and uh, i have an event coming up so it's it's different but it was nothing i i, I asked for because i yeah. do not want to be up in front with a microphone okay? yeah yeah but I have grown in that and I have more confidence. So now you give me a microphone, ain't no telling what I'm gonna say. Just right now, like, ain't no telling. Ain't right? no telling, ain't no telling. <laughs> I listen, I, I said, I said, this is the female ET right here. I saw one of your videos and I was like, everybody was getting pumped. I was like, the music was back there. I was like, oh man, she like, she talking. So I was like, okay. He's my guy. I actually did a shadow day with him where I went with him to one of his events yeah. and I was backstage and everything. And that was a moment that really was life changing for me. I was like, ET is the number motivation, number one motivational speaker in the world. Right. Yeah. I want to be better than ET. Mm. Right. I want to be better than ET, but I want to be the female version of like an ET and a Sarah Jakes, yeah. like in between. Right. Uh, that's, that's how I see um, myself, but we we gonna get there. Bro. I, e T. Listen, I see it. But e, e T is. I said this is the female E T, and then I was like E T because I I like listening to E T in the morning. Like again, dealing with sales, I'm not always inclined to do the repetition of making calls and all that good stuff, you know. So you gotta be, be motivated sometimes. And like, man, I just remember. Like, it, I mean, it's crazy that he has it. You know, obviously the one saying that has stuck with him forever. Like, if you want it as bad as you want to breathe. Like yep. that, that right there, like it has stuck with him. Like that's the mantra. Like I feel like all the way until now, and then just everything, everything he does. Like you know, I'm a fan of him, Inky Johnson, and just those guys. Like because they really, you know, lay it on to you. You know, raw, yeah. honest, and the truth. And then I, when I watched your video, I was like, man, this is some real life honesty. Like even for, you know, you don't got to be a female to relate. You know, like it, yeah. I was just relating because it was like I, I love what you was talking about. So. How do you, you. Um, 
how do you make sure the message sticks? And, and, and we'll end it with that. Like when you when you're a speaker, because I know there's an art to it. It's not just people sometimes up there just rambling and just saying, you know, sometimes it is just what comes to the mind. But there's an art to being a, a professional speaker and yeah. having certain things to hit home and points to hit. How do you make sure the message sticks or your message gets yeah. across? That's good. So first of all, I always pray before I go anywhere. And I pray for the audience and I pray that God speaks through me. That's first. Second is um, I always want to start with who I am mm -hmm. and give, you know, just a little background information. Then I go into whatever story from my past that relates to the audience. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I take them on like a an emotional roller coaster, I would say. Right. Yeah. To really get them drawn in. And then I leave them with this is what you can do now. So if you were there. These are the steps, right? These yeah. are the steps that you can take in order to get to where you want to be or to even be better than where you are now. So that's kind of how it's like a like a little, yeah. little valley type of thing. Like, like I just you, take them on a journey. Yeah, it's like you have to captivate the audience, right? You got to make them want to listen first. And it's just yeah. like, what's, what, what are you going to say to captivate the audience? And then once you got them, it's like, okay, cool. Now I need to give you some type of instruction, some type of follow through. So that yep. way you leave, you don't feel like you didn't, you know, you did, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you feel like you yeah. got something out of it versus like, okay, I got all this emotion, 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 but how do what I... What do I do now? Yeah, what, what, how do I disperse this emotion? Um, and like, you know, I, I wanted to know from you because obviously you do this for, you know, for a living and I know you know the it's an art to it and a skill. Um, and, and I try to like, I know there's an art in everything. So even when you're talking on this podcast, I'm trying to... See if there's anything, you know, I know I'm just asking questions, but, you know, how you answer questions, how you, you know, articulate the things that you want to get across. I'm like paying attention to that as well. So it's always being a student. So um, you're doing a good job. So I, I, I've enjoyed this. Thank I've enjoyed you. All of this. Well, listen, Dr. Carey, I don't want to keep you long. It's, if you believe it or not, we've come up on an hour um, and I've learned a lot. I learned <laughs> from the beginning, like obviously Dr. Carey could have been in the WNBA um, Dr. Carey you know, you know, done changed her life and, you know, just going through the steps and, the, you know, she's transformed her life herself um, and really is working on this path of self-improvement to this day. And so what you see right now, what y'all see um, is probably years of just self-improvement, self-empowering. And I know, you know, your husband, you know, has helped you along that way. So, you know, we always have that you know, help. But man, I enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I did. The only I thing did. I, I had need, a good time. Thank you. The only thing we ask is two recommendations, okay? Two recommendations of people that you think um, okay. is super duper. Uh, somebody that you think, you know, they fit the mold of this podcast and just the purpose of what we're trying to do here. Who do you have or who would you like to recommend? I know it's tough. Ooh. Nah, actually, I, I know my people. Okay. I know my people. Let's just, I know. Um, one would be Ashley Roberts. Okay. She is the CEO of CE Basketball and CE Investments. She's actually going to be one of my um, panelists for this event I have coming up. Ashley Roberts, she was a former UT player, and she's killing a game. Long-term investments, um, and then she has she's building a basketball empire with, with young women. So awesome. that's definitely one person for sure. Oh man, I think the second one is so many. But if I was gonna pick another boss, listen, it, you can give me anybody. Like, and I say two because I know sometimes people like I know you might have two people on the top of your brain, but I get people that send me at least five to seven. Like, hey, you need to look at them, look at them, and we take all yeah. of them. Um, we take everybody because I, my goal is to interview every profession, interview every person that. On that that is touchable, you know what I mean? Like not everybody can touch an Oprah or a Steve Harvey. So I need kids to understand like there's people on their level in their ecosystem that they can touch and they can strive to be like. Absolutely. So I think the other person would definitely be her name is Rochelle Horton, mm. and she is with Season of Peace Real Estate. She does. She's a developer. She has short term, long term investments. Uh, I mean, she's killing the game, okay? okay? And being both of these women are African American women, and they're gonna be a part of my event. And just her 
powerhouse women. I've, I've seen their work. I know what they do. And I'm going to put my name on them. So Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. So all I ask is if you can send me their Instagram, um, email, yep. however they like to be contacted, you can just send that over uh, through email or through Instagram if that's easier just to send their profiles. Let them know there's a young guy out here in Houston. His name is Armand. Got a yeah. podcast. He may ask you to be on it. You can say yes or no. Big boss talk. Big boss talk. You know, it doesn't matter. You can say yes or no. Um, it's no pressure. Um, but I would love for you to be able to do that. And then the last thing we need is a closing remark from you. Any type of wisdom, advice that you want to instill in these people before you go. And then we're going to close it just like that. I ain't saying nothing after it. Once you get done, we getting off the live. We getting off the uh, recording and that's it. All right. Oh, man. God, there's so much I could say. You just put me on the spot. Um, what's in my heart? I think I would tell someone that no matter how hard life gets, no matter what obstacles you, you have to face, face them head on, push through, and at the end of the day, keep getting up, keep dusting yourself off, Keep building yourself up, but at the end of the day, believe in yourself so much that every day you wake up, and I'm talking about every day you wake up, no matter how you're feeling, no matter what happened the day before, you keep fighting for the person you're going to be in the future. And if you do that, if you do that, if you believe in yourself, your life can look completely different in, in a short amount of time, in a long amount of time. Your life will look completely different and you will come you will continue to thank yourself each and every day for the fight that's in you um and for the person that you're becoming mm, that's it guys dr carrie you have a good night i appreciate you so much all right you're welcome thank you so much Bye -bye. $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.